Greetings friends and welcome to Finding Holiness, the channel to help you discover your sacred sanctum in life. I'm Rabbi David Kadosh. We are about to begin the holiday of Passover, which commemorates some of the most unimaginable wonders of all time. In addition to the ten plagues, many will recall the miracle at Yamsuf, the splitting of the sea, which took place on the seventh day of Passover, to be the climax of this holiday. There isn't a person in the world who has read, heard, or studied this story who didn't envision what that actually looked like. An entire nation watching in horror, not knowing what will befall them, only to see the sea split and they walk out on dry land. The Torah is explicit that two walls of water, two giant waves surrounded them on either side, only to come crashing down on the Egyptian nation who thought that they can take advantage of this phenomenon. In honor of this momentous day, I would like to focus this podcast on waves and determine how we can generate holiness from their existence. The ocean is a special place. It's often a destination a person travels in order to relax and rejuvenate himself. One of the more calming sounds around is the sound of the ocean waves breaking onto the shore. Seeing how far they can rise up the sand, how the tides are caused by the moon and the moon's gravitational pull generate something what is known as a tidal force. The tidal force causes earth and its water to bulge out on the side closest to the moon and the side farthest from the moon. These bulges of water are high tides. To me, I recall the story of Noah and the notorious flood which destroyed the earth. Following the flood, God promised Noah and his children that he will never bring a flood to obliterate the world again and use a rainbow as his sign to seal the deal. Every day, the high tides push the waves higher and higher up the sand, almost like they're ready to take over and trample everything in its path. But day after day, the tide recedes. God remembers his promise and keeps the waves at bay. You don't have to search far to know what I'm talking about. Earth has seen its fair share of tsunami waves in the last couple of decades. This idea is brought down in the Talmud in Tractate Bava Batra 73a. There, the Gemara speaks about various metaphorical conversations the waves have with each other. And the wave raised its voice and shouted to another wave, My friend, did you leave anything in the world that you did not wash away, that I may come and destroy it? The second wave said to it, Go out and see the greatness of your master, God, as even when there is as much as a string of sand on the land, I cannot pass. As it stated, Will you not fear me, said the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence? Who has placed the sand for the bound of the sea, an everlasting ordinance which it cannot pass? Watching the powerful forces of water totally annihilate entire towns is unbelievably horrifying and frightening, and we need to be grateful and appreciative of the daily miracle that takes place when the waves naturally fall back to low tide. This goes in line with the Malbim's commentary on a verse from Psalms chapter 93. There, King David writes, Mikolot maim rabim adirim mishbereyam adir bamarom adonai. More than the roars of many waters, mightier than the waves of the sea, you are mighty on high, Hashem. Both the seas and the waves which break onto the shore without flooding the dry land, they raise their voice in unison and announce, you are mighty on high, Hashem. 
The idea being that it is God who is driving and directing the heavens and nature below, according to His will, and everything submits to Him. Quoting Jeremiah in chapter 5, the verse explicitly states, Should you not revere me, says Hashem? Should you not tremble before me, who set the sand as a boundary to the sea, and a limit for all time not to be transgressed? Though its waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass it. It's a part of life we normally take for granted. Oceans make up 70% of our earth, and yet are refrained from swallowing us up whole. Jeremiah believes that just this daily marvel alone is enough to tremble before God. He felt it was this facet of creation that would encourage repentance upon his people who were suffering from emotional and spiritual depression. People needed to be aware that at any given moment we are being kept alive from the raging waves of the sea. Next time you're by a natural body of water, let the holiness of what's transpiring resonate with you and you'll walk out of there refreshed in a totally different way than you set out to be. Glaring at the water from the outside, we found a way to make a holiness connection from the water's perspective. Yet, what does this mean for us? And how can the attributes of waves help us improve ourselves towards a holier lifestyle? Stay tuned for part two of this topic, where we dive deeper in search for the holiness found in waves and how they apply to us personally. Catch me on Twitter and Instagram with the handle Finding Holiness. Visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash findingholiness and our website at findingholiness.buzzsprout.com where you can download, check out, and support all our future podcasts. Signing off, I'm Rabbi David Kadosh.